0: Welcome to the creative brain of Dean Hawk. Get ready to be challenged, inspired and equipped to become a better ministry leader. Hey, welcome guys to the podcast this month. I hope you've had a wonderful summer and had a chance to recharge your batteries. I know it makes such a big difference for me and Kim when we have a chance to get away. Hey, this month's topic is, I wanna talk about the heart of a pioneer the heart of a pioneer and, and that, that pioneering spirit. And I know that some of you who listen, you're a church planter. A lot of you are, are pastors and ministry leaders and youth pastors and so forth. And maybe you've never really birthed a church or a ministry. And this isn't about church planning, so don't check me out. It's about tapping into that heart of a pioneer, that heart of an entrepreneur, that giving birth to something new and how we can recapture that heart of the pioneer spirit. And that's probably what this is more about. If we think back to that that pioneering spirit when people were moving west and 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 establishing new settlements and if they wanted it they had to build it they had to find it they had to make it there there wasn't an established home or town or village to move into they were they were going into the wilderness And whatever they made for themselves or became, it was because of their sweat and labor. And that's much the, for those of you that have planted a church, that's the heart that you've had to do. You've moved into a a new city and and you've had to plant a church and maybe you didn't have any financial support and you didn't have any people and you had to pull a team together. Well, what I want to do today is, is talk about what do we need to do to capture that passion, that that survival passion that I had when I, it was 15 years ago that we planted Rock Family Church? And I'm going to be blunt. Here's what I realized as we approached our 15-year anniversary this summer. I realized that I had lost some of that pioneering charge, some of that pioneering passion, some of that pioneering um, um, you know, grow or die kind of attitude. And so here's what we know. In America, the average church, the average church is stagnant or in decline. So if we don't want to be the average church, we want to be the abnormal church. We have to capture the heart of that pioneering spirit. And so these are some things that I challenge myself on first that I want to challenge you guys on. So I, I don't even know how many I've got here, but we're just going to begin plowing through them. First and foremost, we must dream big and have a vision to do something great. You know, when we planted the church, I've, I had a vision in my heart for what I saw the church could be, would be, and, and I began to run with passion towards that vision. The reality is the longer we're in a position, the longer we are are, are pastoring and leading, it's easy to get away from some of those first moments, from some of that that first passion. And so we need maybe a fresh vision, a vision that moves us, compels us, a vision and a plan to grow. And, And I wanna challenge you that if you feel like you're stagnant, I wanna dare you to dream again, that the church you're in, the youth group you're leading, the church that you're serving at, I want you to begin to dream, what could this church morph into? What could this church become? Secondly, we have to have a builder mentality. It's all too easy to shift into maintenance mode, where we just maintain, we keep the status quo, we keep things going just as they are, and and they keep things uh, uh, just going and, and keeping them alive we have to get back in building mode. How can we expand? How can we improve? How can we add an addition to the house of God that's here? I'm not talking about a, a adding on to your building. Maybe you need to do that, but I'm talking, is it adding a service? Just this year in 2019, we added a young adult ministry. We, had, we hadn't had that as a part of our church, but Uh, Our worship pastor came, had a passion for it, and it's breathed new life into our church as we've added another area of ministry and expanded that area. Thirdly, we must act like nobody else is coming and it is our job to get people here. What do you mean by that? Well, when you're a church planter, um, and you don't even have a church plant team and that's the first thing you have to do, is you're talking about your vision to everyone you meet. You're talking about what God's put in your heart. You're inviting people to come to the church plant Bible studies. You're, you're rallying people.'re ta- I mean everybody is a candidate because you have nobody. But sometimes as we lead and as we pastor, it becomes all too easy to lose that spirit, to lose that heart. And so we expect that other people will invite people to church. Other people will invite teenagers to our youth service. And so I realized that I had grown soft in this area, that I just expected, well, the church has grown in the past, so the church will continue to grow. And when I went back and analyzed what caused us to come out out of the ground and that sprout to come forth and for it to continue to to birth and to grow and to produce fruit, it goes back to I and my family were inviting people. I was engaging people. And so I've challenged my staff. We have the invite cards that we're passing out, five to 10 of those cards. We're making personal invitations as a staff every week that we are going to lead our church and we are going to, to be the example, and we are going to bring people into the church. Number four, we need to uh, realize that the success or failure of this church is my responsibility. It's my responsibility. That when you're a church planner, it's dependent upon what you do or what you don't do is gonna determine the sex the, the, the success of the church. And so I have to raise up a launch team. I have to build a core uh, of of believers. I need to recruit volunteers. I need to help build serving teams. And once again, it's all too easy to become removed from that birther mentality. And so just this Sunday, uh, past week, I was in service. I'm in the lobby and, and I see a couple that has just joined the previous Sunday. They've just joined our church. And when you join Rock, that means you're crossing the white line on the field and you're saying, put me in, coach. I want to serve. So I walked up, put my arms around them, and I said, so I'm excited to have you guys as members. Where are you going to serve? And they were like, well, um, yeah, uh, well, you know, we're, we're, we're figuring that out. And, and, but what was I doing? I was challenging them, you're not just a member by name, you're a member by getting in the game. And so I'm going to help build the teams. Uh, our staff continually ask our, our church community, where do you serve? It's one of our core values. Where do you serve? Oh, you don't serve. How? What, it, what area would you be interested in? We begin to name off the menu of areas and arenas Because we as a staff, we as leaders, we're going to build our teams. And the success or failure is our responsibility, not somebody else's. Number five, think and function like an owner, not a renter. Think and function like an owner, not a renter. As I was praying this morning and getting ready for this podcast, I I felt very clear. The, The Holy Spirit just said this, many pastors and leaders are renters. Many pastors and leaders are renters. What does that mean? Well, I'm here for a season. I'll drive it for a season. It's not my car, and so I don't need to be concerned about fixing that little noise that I hear because it's not my responsibility. I'm not going to be as careful with it because I really don't care if it lasts or it survives. I want you to think about your current ministry position as though you will never be at another church, another place of ministry for the rest of your life. You will end your ministry career here. <laughs> now, some of you just went, okay, I quit. I, I'm, I can't endure. I'm not going through this. But here's what I've learned. Even in supportive ministry, when I was a youth pastor for 20 years, when I went to that new location and that new church, I served in my my uh, uh, church in Dallas for 10 years, and then I went to the next church, and, and every church I've went to, it has been I will be here for the rest of my ministry days. Now, it did pan out that way, but it's a mindset that we have to function on. And so some of the problems that some of you are facing in your church and ministry are the result of your rental, rental mentality. And if you'll take an ownership mentality, I need to clean this, I need to fix this, I need to make this better. This person is not going away. I'm not leaving, they're not leaving. So we need to work out our differences. I need to make sure that I'm doing my part and it's my responsibility. Number six, there's a sense of urgency to our mission. I remember back when we were planting the church, it was, it was a grow or die attitude that almost 90% of church plants fail within the first five years. And every fiber in my being said, we must succeed. I will not be a failure. I am going to push through. There's an urgency that I have to grow this thing. I have to push this thing past the status quo, past the 50 mark, past the 100 mark, past the 150 mark, past the 200 mark. We have to continue to have movement and momentum. I must push the ball up the field and it's that urgency to our mission that sometimes the longer we're in a position that that heart attitude goes away. Number 7, we must realize that I am the community ambassador for this church. Whether you're the pastor, the youth pastor, the worship pastor, the singles pastor, the XP, whatever you are, that I want I want all of my staff to have that ownership and that I am the community ambassador to this church that I'm putting the window decal on my car that I am the one that is going to be the spokesperson for this church that I am the one that has the community relations and and, and it just changes the way we approach the waiter in our in the restaurant that is serving us the way we connect with the the, the individual that's checking us out at the grocery store, the, the guy at Home Depot that's assisting us and helping us find that part or that tool that we need, that I'm going to be that community ambassador, that I'm going to represent. I'm going to wear my Rock Family Church apparel, my hat, my shirts, my whatever it is I have because I want people to know about this church. And then number eight, we must do something tangible to gain a voice spiritually into people's lives. You see, we want to get people born again. We want to see people make commitments to Jesus Christ and and spend eternity in heaven but many times they can't hear the message of our mouth because they're hurting, because they're, they're suffering, because they're experiencing a sickness or a disease, they're going through a relational breakup, a marriage divorce, they're, they're struggling with their kids, they're, they're out of work, they're financially poor, and so we need to do something tangible and physical to show them that we care. Now that might be helping them with their need, that might be reaching out to them, but it's when we bless them, when we help them, when we love them, when we put our arm around them and just say, we're here for you, you're not in this by yourself, then it opens the door to their heart, to their soul for us to implant the Word of God into their life. And then what we, I've talked about this before in previous podcasts, but it's it's true at the birther moment, and it's true 15 years in, or maybe you're 30 years in. We build our church one person, one life at a time. Our goal is to make a difference, one person, one family, one single, one mom, one dad at a time. We too too often we're trying to reach everyone and we're missing the one. And so I tell all of our staff, all of our serving teams, in our pre-game huddles for, for each of our departments, we always challenge them. Find the one person that God is orchestrating for your path to intersect with them. Find the one person you're to minister to today that we come to church to receive but we come to church to minister to one person and that's when lives are changed it might not be the music or the worship it might not be the message it's that somebody came up to me and they gave me an encouraging word somebody said i sense you're down can i pray for you and they received that personal touch that personal impact and then number 10 I must be accessible and touchable. If this is true in the pioneering days, it's even more true and valuable the the longer you go in ministry. But I know it is so easy for pastors to maybe retreat to the green room quicker than you used to, to maybe not even to, to get out and mix and mingle in the crowd before or after services. But when we were planting We were the hospitality. Kim and I were the hospitality team when we're planting and we're a church of 50 and 60 people. We are the ones that's going to set the example. And so Kim and I had to breathe that kindness, that friendliness. We had to plant the seeds of the DNA and the culture of our church was dependent upon us. Well, our staff still watches us. Our staff still sees us. And, and and the needs of the people haven't changed. They still wanna know, is this guy, is this gal, are they touchable? If I wanted to talk to them, could I talk to them? And I'm impressed that Pastor Joel has probably 45,000 people attend his weekend services and he stands after every service for approximately an hour and personally greets people and shakes their hand and smiles and gives them a hug. And so if he can do it, any of us that have a church that is smaller than his can definitely do it which leads us to point number 11 and that is that my team will never surpass my leadership example in that pioneering spirit i knew that everyone's watching that what i do will be reproduced in this church and that's either good or that's bad but so as we as we learn that People will, will rarely reproduce what they can't see and are only taught. We can scream, be friendly, be nice. But when they see it displayed, when they see it uh, lived out, it's an example that builds an impression, a, a visual impression on their brain, not just an auditory impression upon them. And so we, number 12, we're not moved by what we see And we must be passionate about what we believe is coming. When you've got a little elementary school auditorium and you've got a handful of people that are coming, you're sitting on uncomfortable chairs and you have have jungle gym things hanging from the ceiling and it looks or feels nothing like a church, we can't be moved by what we see and we must be passionate about what we believe is coming. So when you have low attendance or low volunteers, you need to be to rally the 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 cry and yell charge. That you need to be the one to say, we're going to do something great for God in this city. We're going to make a difference. I know we haven't grown in 2019, but 2020, here's let's gear up. Let's take these These last few months of 2019, let's work out the kinks. Let's get the right staff in the right positions because 2020 is our year to bust and explode and believe for it, expect it, pray for it, get a vision for it because that is a passion. And it's too easy when we have a couple hundred coming, when we even have 500, 1,000, 2,000 coming, it's easy to go, ah, we have arrived never allowed yourself to become content. Push you, push your church, push your ministry to the next ministry level and platform. And then lastly, we've all got to ask ourselves this question, am I comfortable or am I called? Am I just living comfortable? I'm doing my deeds. I'm doing what I've been asked. Or are we living as a called person with a mission on our lives and a passion within our soul that that I can't just maintain? I can't just be comfortable that I've got to get out of my comfort zones and push us to the next level. Anyways. Guys, thanks for listening. I want to encourage you to check out DeanHawk.com. We've been working on our new website. We've got some new series that are being released. I'm just finishing up this summer a series called Rooted in Faith, a study of Colossians. That'll be coming out in September. And then I want to remind you to please go and check out and download the sermon series, Matters of the Mind. It's It's a series on mental health hitting a lot of subjects, I think it'd be a great topic for you to put on your sermon calendar. Once again, all the resources are free. You get my sermon notes, outlines, PowerPoints, fill in the blank, handouts, and uh, we just want to do it to help you in your ministry endeavors there. If you have any questions, email me at Dean at DeanHawk.com. God bless you guys. We'll see you next month. Please share this podcast with a friend or with your staff if you think it would help them out. Thanks so much. Thank you for joining us today. For a free sermon series and teaching outlines by Pastor Dean, visit us at DeanHawk.com. Be sure and join us next month as we continue our growth on leadership.